mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. We are so excited to have Tanisha here on the show. Tanisha, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Tanisha is just the sweetest person, and we found out that she lives in an an area of Alabama that I spent some time in. So we're already we've already been chatting, and we're so excited. This is going to be a really um, hopefully (laughs) important educational conversation that we can have here and gain some more insight into Tanisha's life as a mom and specifically as a black woman and we're just so grateful you came on the show um so we first of all just tell us a little bit about you tell us about your family your kids and what you do and your platform and and all of that just give us some background on you okay hi everyone I am Tanisha Snell I live here in Alabama. As she said before, I am 29, I think. I just turned 29. <laughs> I'm a mom of three children. Well, I say four, but we'll, we'll go with three. Um, about 2018, we actually, my husband and I, we had a rainbow baby. Um, well, we had a, a son first. I'm sorry. Excuse me, let me go back. We had a son, Aaron Asher, and he actually lived for a few days and then he passed away. He had um, lots of fluid in his lungs. And then in 2019, we had our rainbow baby. So um, So you're definitely a a mommy of four. (laughs) Yes, we have a son who's nine, a daughter who's six going on 30. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, I count Aaron Asher, like when people ask us, it's the four and three. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I've, I mean, I'm so sorry for that, for your loss and for your experience. You. I've talked to lots of, we have lots of moms in our community who've gone through the same thing and definitely you are definitely still his mommy. Yes, I am definitely like at first I was like, really um, kind of grieved to talk about it. But I'm now finding so much power in that other moms have gone through this as well. And we kind of like gleam off of each other's strength and, you know, like understanding that you're not alone Mm -hmm. and that other people have gone through it or are going through it. And they just get strength off of like you going through that or just being able to tell your testimony. It's amazing. So I can now talk about it without just like bawling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then so we have my husband and we've been married for about 10 years yes 10 years 10 wow (laughs) I know I feel like saying that I feel like I'm 80 or something I just feel kind (laughs) of I feel like a few decades older than I really am yeah well we just hit five years and that feels like nothing You did. Congratulations. I was so excited. Like, oh, anniversary. <laughs> it's the I best time. Huh? other people's love. Yes. <laughs> it's like a new holiday that you didn't know you were going to have in your life until you got married. I... <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, a little bit of a platform online. And what do you enjoy about and like, how did that get started? And what do you enjoy about that? This has come about like so um, unknowingly and I love it. I I love it. Um, I'm not one of those people who are shy about social media like, oh, like I'm so ashamed that I'm on there. Like I love, I love talking to people. <laughs> I never meet a stranger. So it's like, oh yeah, you're a new person I get to talk to. I get to like follow and, and catch up with you. Like that is just so cool. 
Yeah. Um, social media does have its bad side, so, you know. But um, it came about unknowingly, like, uh, it wasn't like, oh, yes, I want to get on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, Twitter and just, like, blow it out of the water. I just kind of slowly um, started building and just talking about, you know, real issues and just being honest and, like, sharing my viewpoints but also I'm a Christian woman. So, you know, I tried to, to have, you know, I'm not being judgmental, but I'm trying to have um, an understanding of what people are really saying and explaining, mm-hmm. you know, on my end of how my life is not just like sharing and just being a part of that. So it's kind yeah. of turned into something else. I've kind of um, have a voice now yeah. um, with different um, companies that have reached out um, that have begun to follow my story and my family's story. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I I found you on online, and I was just really drawn into just the light and the energy that you have on your platform, and how um, genuine you are on there. And I reached out to you because. We're just in a really, I feel like, a very important time in history. And we have a community of women who are interested in in doing the right thing and learning the right information that they need to know and, and changing and growing their viewpoints and seeing things differently. And we started getting questions from our community online, hoping that a black woman could come and share her experiences as a mother and and kind of open the eyes of those of us who haven't experienced maybe what you've experienced. And so I reached out to you and you so kindly were excited and willing to come on the show and kind of answer some questions that we gathered from our audience. And I just, I want to thank you in advance for being willing to answer the questions. Thank you. And you're most welcome. Okay. So the first question that I wanted to ask you before we jump in is just what what does the Black Lives Matter movement mean to you? Okay, I'm so glad that you asked this. So like when I first heard of the Black Lives Matter movement, I am a black woman myself. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, here we go. Like another like divide. Mm-hmm. Like, I really did not understand it. And I'm a black woman myself. Yeah. And I just felt felt kind of like pressured with this because I am a brown woman. So it's like, oh my gosh, like I I have to do this for my own people, you know, or you're going to get judged or, you know, just like lots of heaviness. And then um, maybe like a couple of years had gone by and some things started to happen, like in our country, like with the kneeling and, with a lot of people of color being killed or um, like Trayvon Martin and just things that have happened over the years that made it make sense. Yeah. So it's like, as a brown woman, you get, and not just a brown woman, like I can kind of speak this for my husband as well. Like you're just kind of afraid um, so like we have children, we have right. our son and our daughters, and it's very, very scary when you see things on the news, like child goes out for Skittles and comes back, you know, like the police are telling you that your child is dead or right. someone goes running and you find out that you're child or brother or cousin just got killed you know it's like things like that that are just so scary it's not regular um you know things that you're worried about it's like on top of that so I started to think about like um it's not that just black lives matter because you know you have those people that say all lives matter and black lives matter. And that's so true. All lives really do matter. But I have come to understand that what the message is, is that like, it's more of like, a um, I don't want to say a question, but it's more of like, do black lives really matter to you? Like, right. we're trying to get you to understand, not you in general, but everyone 
overall, including African-American people, Indian, you know, like every ethnicity that there is, like everyone matters, but like, does this matter to you? Because it's like right here boldly in your face. And that's what it means to me. Yeah, yeah. no, that's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. Are there things that you feel as a black mom raising children in America today that you would want more white moms to be aware of or understand about your experiences being different than theirs? Yes. And I do appreciate what you said about, um, like coming to Alabama and like seeing that difference or being where you are and not really having that there. I think that that makes the world of difference. Like, you kind of go through a phase, different phases, just like you would with grief or with anything in life. Um, you you go through the, like, fear, and you go through the anger, and you go through the understanding, you go through the hurt, you know, you go through all of that when you watch these things and hear the news and things like that. Um, but when you see that you're more of, like, targeted, then it's different. Yeah. So... Um, for my children, like going to school, I just shared on Instagram, um, my stories, my daughter, she's six and her hair is different. She has kinky hair and I am in love with it. When I was a little girl, things were different. So like you couldn't wear your curly hair or you couldn't wear it as a fur. Like you had to like sit through, um, long nights of, you know, having hot combs being combed through your hair just so that you could have more of a silky hair type. Mm. And um, I actually have an experience I can tell you about, but what I shared on Instagram was she got her first silk press and she's six years old. Like this is six years of her from birth until now. Yeah. Actually for the first time getting her hair silk pressed and it was so pretty. Like her hair was like down her back. And I think it gave her a confidence that she never had because we are in a predominantly white area as well. We do have different um, races, but it's not like it's, it's predominantly white and that's fine with us. Like we, we love it. We have um, lots of friends and family um, that are not, you know, our same ethnicity, but she, so she is aware that she's different. Yeah. She's aware that when she goes and she gets in the pool or she does different things that because of, um, you know, that she's a black girl, that she, things are just different. And so she asks questions all the time, you know, and I think that um, having people that do understand, it it makes her feel better and I I don't mean that in a way that um their kids shouldn't feel better because like we try to I try to get an understanding as well yeah yeah so just that just that we're all like understanding each other so like with the other day I I was actually it was yesterday. I'm a photographer as well, freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. And I was actually doing pictures of a mom. She's um she's about to have her first baby and she I was doing maternity pictures of her and her boyfriend. And um we were like in this little park. It's like has a little sunflower field and it's just really cute. Yeah. And there was this this guy who came in, he had people in the car with him. Um, he is like driving a truck and he drove back and we waved and he did not wave back. He was, he was a white guy. Mm-hmm. And then he drove back and like, he just kept stopping and just sitting there watching us. He actually called the police on us. And that's he the did? first time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like that's the first time that I had that happen. Um, and when the police came, they were really, really nice. Like, so they, so the guy in the truck, he like went around on, there's like, um, the way that it's made, there's like hills, and, you know, like, um, there is like water so you can walk across the bridge. That's so really pretty. So he, he actually drove around to that, that point and he just got out and they were sitting on the bridge, I guess, just watching us. 
I was like, you can clearly see that I'm literally a photographer taking pictures of someone else. Right. But when the police came, like, they just drove through and they were, like, unalarmed, like, oh, they're just taking pictures. And they actually waved and said, stopped and said hi. Yeah. And then they left. And I was just kind of like, wow. I Like, I just... It hurt my feelings really bad, actually, because I'm like I said, I'm so friendly. So like when they in when the, they got in the truck, they um, actually drove back out, but they still stopped and just like watched us for a while. And I didn't mind it, but it did hurt my feelings. And there was another guy who came. He was a photographer and he was white as well. But he was talking to us as well, you know, like. But with the coronavirus, we have to stay the six feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. But he was like just talking with us about the, the field and what they plan out there because it's it's owned by the city. So, you know, you can experience one situation where there's people that are like that. But you can also experience another situation where people are not, you know, they're they're just open and they're just kind and they're just human beings. And that's just what I would want to say. Like, we just all want to be treated like humans, you know. We can't help the color of our skin or, you know, like, if you're born into this world, it's like, okay, I want to be born into this world with this or that. Something that's really hard is that in school, like, our children are not really taught what happened in history like they know about Martin Luther King or maybe Harriet Tubman but they don't know like a lot of successful brown people so that's really hard Mm -hmm. um they don't know even some of the hard things that happened with slavery and all of that like we had for our school here our kids had a Dr. Seuss day and it was like a full celebration and I love Dr. Seuss like one of my favorite books even as an adult is the Dr. Seuss book um oh the places you'll go is my favorite that one too yep that one's a great one yes but I was kind of like torn because I said you know we have this full celebration of Dr. Seuss and we have nothing for like Black History Month or they don't understand any of that. And I understand that they're really young. I understand that it's school and that it's a hard, you know, um, conversation, but we have to learn about the Holocaust and, you know, things like that. So I'm like, if we are reading the diary of Anne Frank, surely we can learn what happened, you know? Right. Of course. So it's those kind of things that we have to discuss at home. And then, you know, they go to school and it's kind of like, You know, that it's like, well, what's this? Yeah. Do you feel like um, maybe we have a tradition in America of kind of glossing over some of the bad parts of our own history? Yes. I think we do it as humans in our regular lives. Like Mm -hmm. if you have everyone has the black sheep in their family and you never want to be that person. So you're never allowed to like just kind of air out how you feel and that's why people have mental problems and diseases and things like that and I struggle with anxiety and you know it's like instead of being able to say that you know hi I struggle with anxiety or hi I am we're in pride month hi I'm gay or you know whatever it may be what your difference is it's kind of like just act like that doesn't exist around us. You know, like we're just going to yeah. act like we are, we have it together. You don't like deal with the issue. Yeah, I think that's so, so true. And I think sometimes we're afraid to address the hard things because we don't necessarily yeah. want to take responsibility for them. Yes. I mean, that story you just told me about, um, you know, taking the pictures and having the police called on you like that. I have I have taken photo shoots so many times in my life and have never experienced that. And um, that's just one of those small things that you just, I mean, we just, we don't experience or live with it all as white people. And we have to be aware that those things happen because of this longstanding history of racism in our country and that we have to do better. 
Yeah. I'll tell you something else, too. Like, um, I went to my sister-in-law's house, and where she, her and her husband live, like, they, we went to pick up their, um, my, niece, my nieces and nephews from their house. We went to pick up our nephews. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, um, just a bunch of black kids playing basketball in the street. You know, like, they have one... Um, basketball goal and then everybody you know in the neighborhood just comes out to play yeah and I was sitting there while my husband went in to get the kids and I was just sitting there in the car and I started to like lock my doors and I was just watching them and there was there was an adult out with them and he was actually playing with them and I saw the kids laughing and I actually sat here and I cried in my car because I felt like wow like why like why am I alarmed at these children playing like they're not doing anything they're literally just playing and I was thinking to myself if this was any other color of a human being I would not feel nervous I'd be like oh look at those kids but because they're black it's even engraved in our own people that Oh my gosh. They're, and they're like young kids. Like they weren't even going to hurt anybody. They were just playing like they were innocently playing. And I just had to like, I sat and I just prayed. Like, I was like, God, please forgive me. Like help me like to not be that way. You know, it's not, it's not me just thinking like, oh, they're doing something wrong. It's just that you're kind of programmed to feel like, someone is going to hurt you or someone's out to do something bad. Yeah. I really, really appreciate you opening up about your feelings about that. Um, so to dive into a few questions I got from our community, this came from one mom in our audience. She asked, how can I, or should I interact with my black friends? Um, what kinds of things should I say so that I don't sound disingenuous. Okay. Um, You definitely can, you know, well, I am open to talking amongst everyone about everything, like about the hard issues, but some people are not. So I wouldn't advise to just like go in there, but I would ask like, just like she asked the question, um, what do you feel comfortable with? And, you know, start there. Because you might find that there is more that you guys have in common, or there is more that, that you can kind of discuss and and feel more free when you are, you know, when you get that, the barriers broken down first. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, And how would you suggest white people can better educate their children on the topic of race and equality? That's a good question. I think that as parents, we have to instill in our children um, confidence and we have to instill in them love and just an understanding. Like, I feel like if you can understand someone, compassion just comes from the heart like I don't I don't think that um it's something that you have to drill into the kids I think that it's just showing that by leading you know leading with your love and in in your walk of life every day um being careful about what happens like with the news like being able to explain that because my son he came back home Um, from his granddad's house and he was explaining to me like mom you don't have to talk to dad alone like I already saw um, this guy um, getting kneeled on and he died and I was like oh my god like you know like I was just extremely shocked that he knew that yeah and then we had to have a conversation about it so I would say like don't shield your children I I I don't want to be that mom that's like, I'm not telling you not to shield your children, but don't shield them from everything. You have to be able to talk with them about some things because that's a part of glazing over. If we're just acting like it doesn't exist, then, you know, that's where the unbiased, unknowing 
mindset comes from because we're not talking about it. So you have to, at some point, like introduce little things. It doesn't have to be like, hey, watch this, you know, but just little things like being the only black person on the basketball team or, you know, just little things like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain, um, because you have different different people and every family is different. So I feel like just saying deep, deep reach is deep. Like, you know what your difference is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Explaining them in a way that works best for your child. So um, this was a, a question we got asked a lot. Um, wh- and it's basically like, what kind of comments or um, interactions have you had with people that maybe they didn't know was coming across as racially insensitive or something that was hurtful that maybe they they wouldn't have realized that we can avoid um, in the future? Yes, there is a long list of things. Um, There's a long, long, long list of things. One is with my job, like I was in banking for about six years before uh, my mother-in-law ended up passing away. She had cancer. And then my father-in-law went blind in the same year. So I had to stop work so I could kind of like help him, you know, kind of like go to therapy and different things like that because he, they're old school. So he was used to her like, you know, taking care of him, cooking and all of that kind of stuff. So... Um, before I left banking, um, I was at work one day and I had like this little scarf and I had it wrapped around. It was cute. I didn't think it was like bad. And my manager said that I was angel mama and to never wear that again. And I was like, oh my God, like I can, everyone there was appalled. Like, and he said it in front of everyone. I was so embarrassed and I was just kind of like, oh my God, like, And that's the thing, like, you don't have to get up in the morning because you have silky hair. Like, you don't have to get up and just, like, go through all of this stuff to straighten your hair out. Like, you don't understand that that is so offensive and you have no idea what my struggle is because you've never had to walk that or you've never seen that or you've never known someone who you cared about that had to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different when your heart is connected or it's different when you have like a piece of you that is with, you know, someone that that's going through that, then you feel it. But when it's just someone that you don't know, it's just kind of like, oh, whatever, like, just get up, like you asked for this, you know, and a small other thing is like, well, this one's a big one. I think that this one can like reach a lot of people because I think that this has happened so many times in different ways. But so my sister-in-law, we, um, she she dates my my brother-in-law and he's she's white and she has a mixed daughter actually but um we were riding one day in the promenade and we saw like the correction bus you know they have like all the people on there that like pick up the garbage or I'm not sure if they're like in jail and they just come out for a while and do mm-hmm. like community service but um, they were all on the van and they were all white. Like there's not one black person on the van, but they were like throwing up little signs with their hands and just doing things. And when we passed them, she said, look at them trying to act black. Hmm. And I just like got extremely quiet because I was like, how do I respond to that? Like there was no black person on there because yeah. they were acting a certain way. That means that they act black. And it, it was so offensive to me because It was incredibly offensive because I was like, do I act like that? Like, no. Like, I have sense. My husband has sense. Like, we're intelligent people. Like, that is just very rude. It it hurts. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's so insensitive. But it is one of those things that I feel like people do say a lot. And it's definitely not okay. Yeah, because we we have been painted out that way. But if you look at, if you sit down and you really think about each race, like you have different people in every race. It's mm-hmm. like it's like saying, 
oh, well, we can't go to that beach because, you know, it's this way when you go there. But every beach is not the same way or, you know, every home is not the same way or every car is not the same way. You know, there's different things about different people that does not define that complete race. Right. And so my children are being brought up in like they're already being defined by race no matter yeah. how no matter how proper they speak no matter how um well their names are that's another thing like when we say that our children's names are this like cadence um she's pretty good she doesn't doesn't get really much backlash but yeah. my name is Tanisha and people are like what what like how do i say that and i'm like Tanisha like it's not that hard yeah it's not that hard and it actually means ambitious like if you really sit down and you think about things and people I love the differences that we all have you know like Mm -hmm. I enjoy learning about people but then you know we have people that are stuck in their ways and that's just that's just that yeah well and I I really do appreciate you talking about, you know, people already view your kids and already make judgments and assumptions about them, even though they are children. And that as a mom would be the most, I don't know, I I have a little boy who he's four and he's my oldest and he's sensitive. And um, I, even on the, like, really small moments someone has decided to label him as like too sensitive or um it hurts me deeply like to my core like I um will feel like why are you labeling him like he's four years old you know don't don't decide what he is just because of this one experience of watching him and um it's obviously that doesn't compare at all to what you're experiencing but like my heart goes out to you and I want it to change so badly like from mother to mother I want that to stop I want people to not do that I want people to not look at your children and and label them as something at such a young age because as a mother and this is what I want our community to understand from you too it's like we're all mothers and we're all the same. Mothers are all the same, no matter what they look like. We all love our children the same. Well, it definitely does compare. I appreciate you for sharing that. Like that point of like reverence um, or reference that you have towards that. My son is very, very sensitive as well. And as a boy, it's like, you know, you're not supposed to be that way, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can find the good things in that because you watch him, like you said, they can see that one moment and it's like, well, you're not supposed to be this or, you know, like judging him on who he is because of that one moment mm-hmm. and or defining him in that one um, ounce of what they got to see. I love that that you share that from the deep core of your depths. Like, I feel like that is really what will capture people's hearts in compassion because it's not like, I don't want to play a sob story like, Hey, look at us. Like we're going through this. But when you can understand it from that point of view, like as a mom, I literally the other night just cried. Like I stayed up for hours just crying because I can only think about like just asking God, please like, whatever situations they go through in life, like that you'll just be there to guide them. Like I was thinking about every Mm -hmm. single thing, like when they first drive their car or when they're hanging out with their friends or if they ever get in trouble, like please let him be in good company or let him be like just protected. Like I know I'm not going to be there all the time. And even my daughter, like my daughters, I'm just like so nervous for them. Like I'm just like, that mother just like please like I'm just yeah you know it just hurts it hurts deeply when you're when you they're not even old enough to really 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 understand they they see things like I said um the guy that called the police on me just it hurt my feelings before he called the police whenever he drove by and I waved to him and he didn't wave back to me 
that was what really hurt. It was like, why? You know, like, why am I not good enough? Like, yeah. I just wave to you. Like, I'm just being friendly to you. And I don't ever want my children to go through that. Like, when we go to some places, um, we've, we go to the zoo a lot. We have a membership. And sometimes we go and there are people that don't want their kids to be around our kids or they don't want to sit close to us because of the color of our skin. Like, they just don't. And I don't know how to explain that other than what what do we do as a brown or black people? We ignore it like we try to get our kids, oh, let's go to the merry-go-round or, oh, let's do this. You know, yeah. you, you don't want them to see it. So we're glossing over it as well. So like all of these riots and things, at first when I woke up, I was really angry. Like I was telling my husband, like, why are they doing this? This is bad. This is going to make things go the other way. And but I completely, after a couple of days, I understood, like, this is bigger than, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying that, you know, that it's okay. But I completely understand it. And I can see that people are like, I'm tired of this. Like, we need to get your attention because kneeling wasn't enough. Like, what else do you want us to do? So, like, me being that mom at the zoo or wherever we go at the botanical gardens, and there are people that act like that. They need to be called out right then and there. Like, what is the issue? But I, I don't want that to happen, you know, in front of the kids. You try to, like, just shield them, but they're going to experience that at some point. And it's just inevitable. It hurts. It's inevitable. I want it to be better. But in order to do that, these things have to happen or, you know, it has to be talked about. All mm-hmm. confrontation is not bad. And I'm learning that as long as you can confront it with respect and, you know, yeah. So it, it takes like people like you being courageous and brave and like loving people, caring people that will stand up and say, hey, like this is not OK. And it takes people for me and for my color to be like, hey, let's appreciate this person that is standing up for us. You know, like we, it's a, it's like a recycle if you if you can picture a recycle um, motion, it's one person giving and the other person giving, and it just goes mm-hmm. around and around and around in circles. Like, I'm not going to leave you out there to dry and you're like sticking your neck out for us. Like, hey, right is right yeah. and wrong is wrong. And I'm not going to um, just, you know, just act like that doesn't mean anything. It means a lot. Like, I appreciate you so much in all the community for even just listening and for wanting to know what they could do to be better. That means a lot. Well, Tanisha, first of all, thank you. I'm not the brave and courageous one. You really are. Um, Not even just for coming on and sharing your story here, but for just the day-to-day way that you live your life. And my heart is just so heavy right now even just hearing you talk about the zoo um we also have a zoo pass (laughs) and we've been going to the zoo almost every week since we got our zoo pass and even just riding the train and riding the carousel so when you shared that I just um I don't know why it just affected me to hear you talk about that because that is something I have never and will never ever experience and um, I want you to know that I'm so sorry that even small things like that where you um, feel the need to protect your children or um, distract them from something that's going on that's completely inappropriate and completely cruel and horrible, um, just while you're out and about at the zoo trying to have a fun day, that's... Um, that is so heavy and I'm so sorry, but, um, I'm so grateful that you're here sharing that because I, that's what people need to hear. They need to hear about these moments at the zoo that they have never experienced because these are the moments where we need to change and we as people need to step up. And, um, like you said, the Black Lives Matter movement is bringing awareness to people's minds so that when they're at the zoo or when they're um, at the playground, they are actively thinking about not doing those things. And they're actively thinking about treating everybody 
with kindness and love and respect and um I'm just feeling emotional I'm so grateful for you for sharing that even though I know it's it's so hard to talk about and um something that I know comes from the deepest part of you as a mother so thank you you're most welcome I it's it's definitely um it's something hard to talk about but I am so glad that it's being it's something that it's being um brought up you know more talked about I this year has been a very 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 crazy year um with everything that's happening but I'm finding so many jewels in this year and I'm just I don't know how it's gonna end I'm just like um happy that sometimes in life and I've seen this that things have to happen for other things to be able to come you know the full circle and so I'm glad that we're having this conversation and these conversations, the hard conversations. I'm glad to. Um, we can open our eyes to people's experiences outside of our own place, outside of the experiences that we've had. We really can change. Do you feel like you still witness or notice racial inequality that is still happening when it comes to education or religion or just community in general? I feel like they're like with school, my, my son's best friend is, is white and they are, they, they, I say this, like they see no color, but it's very important that we do see color I want to say that um, and make that very, very clear. I think that um, all black people do want you to see that they're black. I think that it's very offensive when you say I don't see color um, because they want you to see their color. They want you to um, respect that and um, just honor that in people, just like I would honor and respect and see that in you, you know, not, not in a way of like one person is more superior or not, but just that I'm not ignoring you, you know, like that has been ignored so much. Like I don't see color. Like it's just something that we divert to. It's better to say, I see you. I respect you. I'm listening, you know, because you want that, you know, if you're a mom and I'm saying, Oh, well, I'm a mom and blah, blah, blah. Like, don't do that to me. You know, like see me for being a mom, see me for, if if I'm a breastfeeding mom and you're a formula mom, you know, like there, see me for what I do, you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't just like throw it off to the side. Like human is what we are. So being a mom, you know, in that sense is what the two of us would be like, yeah. but see me as what I do and not just like, yeah, I don't see that. So, um, my son's best friend is, is white. Um, so there are some people that are not this way. Like, I don't want to by any means come off and say, like, there are more bad people than good because I don't believe that. It's just that the bad people are really, really bad. And it hurts. Really? It hurts really bad. Like, it leaves a scar. And um, it actually creates a cycle. I'm not saying that all, all black people are just, like, saints I'm not saying that but when a person I learned something a long time ago that hurt people hurt people so Mm -hmm. like if someone is hurting more than likely like they're gonna hurt someone else like they're just retaliating Mm -hmm. out of that hurt um so to answer your question I do see um some in the community that Um, still do profiling like if you look a certain way or you're just different than what they are or than what they expect or what they want they'll shut it down like it's like I'm not gonna talk to you I you know I'm gonna act like you're not here they try to count you out and um, if you're in a community you want to be in that community you don't want to be counted out um with school, um, there are a lot of, you know, like cliques and different things like that. 
But if we, if one person, if one person is just like, hey, this is not, this is not good, more than likely people will begin to see that that's not good. Yeah. So I do see it in schools, in school sometime, um, especially with, like I said, children's hair or like I made a post about it on on social media um, about Cadence's hair, and I just took a picture of her washed and dried hair. Like, I just let her hair air dry, and I just took a picture of her just the way she was. I did not manipulate her hair or put in a ponytail or a bun or anything. Mm-hmm. I just left it like that. And if people see her sometimes, we went to Marvin's the other day in our community, mm-hmm. and because of this, everything that's going on, people were so nice like I have never experienced that they were all like oh my gosh look at her like she's so cute and I was like what because when we got out of the car I forgot that I that I hadn't done anything to her hair and I was gonna say you can ask my husband lord have mercy I'm sorry so we got out of the car (laughs) and I was telling her I was like Cadence come here hurry like before anybody could see her I was freaking out I was like where's my scrunchie? I was like, here, you can have mine. Like I just wanted to put her hair in a, in a scrunchie just so it wouldn't be all wild, just tame it. And my husband was like, it's okay. It's okay. And then it made me stop for a moment to think about what I was doing to her because I'm freaking out myself and I'm putting that fear in her I'm making her feel unaccepted and I'm I as a mother have to take responsibility as well because I'm making her feel like she's not enough I'm making her feel like her hair is not good unless it's tamed I'm making her feel like she's people are going to judge her when that's not always the case yeah wow she's such a happy girl and oh like I'm just like getting tears like she's such a happy girl and I think that a lot of times like I put my fear on her because I'm just so scared or I just don't know what people are gonna do yeah you're such a good mom and you're so brave um I think you are you are looking at all of this with the most um like gracious and mature way of looking at it I'm just in awe at you I think that you are an amazing voice for black women and black mothers um everything you're saying is so powerful your family is beautiful um and I I just I know that it's hard I don't understand it fully. I've never had your experiences, but I hear you and the things that you're saying are valid and I'm just so grateful for you for sharing it and I just know that you're such an amazing mom and um, your children are so lucky. If there's anything else that you really just would love for us white moms to know a message you want us to know something else you want us to hear before we end the interview do you have anything else I hope that you know that you have value um that even though you're one person like you really do matter and what you say and how you look at things and what you choose to project and I just hope that you know we can all find kindness or you know, that we can all navigate through all this crazy stuff that's going on and, you know, just love each other, mm-hmm. but um, just be there for one another and, you know, not, um, if you see something that's not good, you don't have to like, just go at it aggressively, but, you know, just try standing up for the right thing and just understanding and everyone isn't a certain way, um, Everyone doesn't have a negative um, point of view and everyone won't have a positive. I think it's very imperative that we understand both because we would be naive to believe that everyone is going to be positive towards this and we would be naive to think that everyone would be negative. I think it's okay to find that balance and understand that and just really um, be able to operate in, in who we are and I feel like deep reaches deep. And if you 
are just being that person that you are, then it will speak volumes and it could change someone's heart, like just by being that. Those are beautiful words. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and the opportunity. I think you are a very strong woman and um, I'm just emotional right now just hearing you um, talk with so much gratitude and still so much love towards a world that has been pretty unfair. Just thank you so much for still living with such like positivity and light and kindness, even though you have every reason not to. I'm so, um, I just admire you so much. Let's do a couple of fun little questions to end the interview that we like asking people, if that's okay. Um, what's one um, just simple little thing that is keeping you sane right now? that it can be anything like some people will say like a tv show um some people will go as deep as you know prayer um what what's just one little simple thing that's really helping you right now to stay sane as a mom (laughs) (laughs) um i have two things is that okay oh yeah give us five if you want (laughs) like i can't be ashamed of god like god's light is truly shining my life. I was not like saved all the time. And when I found mm-hmm. that, um, I don't want to like preach this on people because I'm not trying to get you to turn to what I like Christianity. I'm not, but just finding the Lord has truly just having God and being able to pray. And that really is number one for me. Um, And then second would be (laughs) my children, like being a mom, because that I know it's crazy. It's it's like a, it's like a double whammy, like to have that. (laughs) It's a definitely a juxtaposition. That's what it is. So like, you know, that you're trying to lose weight, but like food is something that you just love. And it's like, (laughs) that is what my children are. It's like, can somebody mail me to an island? Like, can I just be UPS package and go away? But then I'm like, oh my God, these kids are, they keep me saying like, when they do things and they ask me questions or they say funny things, I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, like, I know that this is this is connecting me to other moms and connecting me to life. Like when you feel like you're too good for different things and then you have to hold your baby's vomit in your hand, it's like, okay, that brought me back down to life. Yeah. <laughs> like the little things like our kids, they like the sprinklers and they like getting wet. They like to swim, you know. So I spray them with a hose pipe on the trampoline. And that's what I used to do when I was a little kid. It's country. Oh, I love that. But that definitely brightens our day. So those two things have keep kept me kind of sane. I love that so much. It really is. I love how you said it's a juxtaposition. Motherhood is like the best and the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually on our um, our normal episodes where we don't do interviews, we share wins and fails because we definitely have both every single day. Oh, like yes. there are some days where you feel like you're just winning as a mom and then some days where you just fail. Yes, and, <laughs> and some in the same day. Yep. Oh, we all we all have that in common yes. for sure. The other night my <laughs> husband and I were sleeping and I was like, oh my god did we give the kids a bath tonight like it it was like are you serious like everybody's sleeping and you're thinking about (laughs) if they got a bath but my son after he plays for a long day he smells like a goat so it is like important for him to get a shower oh that's yeah that's (laughs) hilarious I will definitely not admit in the summertime how how long we can go without taking baths sometimes (laughs) we're just like out late you know and then and the kids are tired when we get home yeah. yes it's true I know we're just at home so it's like eh, yeah you don't need a bath right <laughs> <laughs> um what do you um what is a a favorite piece of like media that you have loved lately it could be a movie or a tv show or a book just something um you've really loved lately as far as media goes. Oh man, I love books. Um, 
I love Max Licato, and I've actually been trying to educate myself as well. Um, there is an author, I cannot remember her name. Oh my gosh, it's Verity. It's I will post it or send it to you, but she is a very, very good author on, um, like kind of, um, she writes about brown people, black people and things that are going on. Um, but there's movies on Netflix and just different things like that, that are good. Uh, I'm trying to think I, I, but yes, books and, um, I love Game of Thrones as well. I, I that's I, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I have watched it maybe about seven different times. The whole thing. I hate the way it ends. I'm not going to give you guys any spoilers, <laughs> but I yeah, I haven't it. seen it. It's it's really bad and good. Like I don't know. Some people like the my first time watching it. I was like, I cannot watch that. Like it was just it's it's. it's it has moments, but if you watch it and you can get to the to the depth of what it's about, it's really good. Like kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey is like you think that it's about one thing, but it's it's about her winning his heart or getting him to change. You know, it's it's not about what it's like painted out to be. So it's not your first impression. It, it's it's I like things that way. I'm really like psychological in that way so let's see what's one more fun question i i'm interested about how you met your husband can you share oh, that yeah. with us really quick? oh it's not that cool like the story <laughs> is probably better but it's not okay so he we actually met at church and I, I, yeah it's so boring so i um went there and i was not expecting to see him um and one of the guys actually came up to me after church and they're like, hey, um, want to want to like go out and talk to me or whatever. And I was like, no, I like him. And then he was like, oh, OK. So <laughs> he was like, D- I was definitely different back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little more confident. Um, so um, he's like, oh, OK. So he's like, you want to sign him? And I was like, yeah. So. My husband comes over then at the time we we're just, you know, not husband and wife. <laughs> and he's yeah. Like, he's like, hey, and he's just very, he's so sweet. He's the, the total opposite of me. I'm a Gemini, by the way, and he's a Libra. So if you just read those, mm-hmm. we're like 100% compatible, but <laughs> we're totally opposite. I'm very outgoing and he is um, such an introvert, but he's becoming like me, like, and I'm, turning the opposite mm-hmm. anyways he's That's there so funny. and he's like hey um like really sweet and he's like yeah um would you like to talk like can I have your phone and I was like oh I already have yours and he was like <laughs> he just was like oh my gosh she's gonna be my wife like he would tell me that all the time he's three <laughs> years older than me but he'd always be like I'm gonna marry you and I was like I'm not getting married mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna go and do my own thing and now I have four children with him and we've been together oh for an eternity. So I'm like, God. Wow. I love that so sweet. much. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's so cute. I just, I mean, it's so true what you said. Like, I've definitely become more introverted. Yeah. Like my husband. And he's gotten a little more extroverted. And I've made him a little more of a morning person. And he's made me more of a night owl. Same. <laughs> We definitely morph into each other, for sure. The two become one. Yeah. Um, last question. What is your favorite um, thing about being a mom? Oh, my goodness. Um, I love that I get the opportunity to just, like, be that for them. I know that yeah. that's, that's, like, a loaded question. Um. I love that I get the opportunity to be that for them because there is so many different people that, and I'm just feel like it's my assignment for them. So mm, I, I love just that. want to be so good to them. Like, I'm like, God, you assigned me to them. And I just want them to feel so loved and just like, you know, not 
not what I had to struggle with or that I know people around me have struggled with. I just wanted to like, just like push that on them. So that's my favorite part. I love that, that you're, what you said, that we're assigned to them. Yeah. That's, wow, that is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. We are definitely meant to be the moms of our kids. And I, you can, you can just tell, listening to this little, you know, one hour blip of you, <laughs> Um, looking at your Instagram, all of this, like just even that little glimpse into who you are. Um, I've already seen so much of how, what an amazing mother you are and wife and um, just woman in general. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on and for sharing your story and your experiences. Um, You touched my heart and um, I know that you're going to touch the hearts of everyone in our community and I just on behalf of everybody I want to thank you so much I hope we can just stay friends in real life because you are just such a light and um, I'll definitely be coming to Alabama to visit again one day so I'll have to meet up with you (laughs) yes I'd love that 